following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, to play pinball and put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. We're gonna take it. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. That's the little Doobie Brothers from the album Toulouse Street. We thought that would be <laughs> good uh, to play. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have a couple of those uh, more songs um, as the hour goes on. We welcome to the Tom Dupree Show Adarsh Mashru back from uh, a long trip in India where he gained a wife. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I gained the wife here and then yeah, took her right. there. Got <laughs> the actual marriage ceremony in India because that's where she's from also. Mike Johnson. Good morning. Christy Maggard. Hello, hello. Now, um, we talk about retirement and we talk about retirement issues on this show. And typically we're speaking to someone who uh, is investing their own money for retirement in order to produce an income, those kinds of things. In the news uh, in our state here in the last few days has been a retirement issue pertaining to people in the public sector, that namely teachers, uh, having to do with pensions. So um, the tempers have been very hot on this. Uh, the teachers yesterday walked out. Uh, I think Fayette County was closed because there were so many teachers absent because of uh, changes. And there, I've looked. The changes in the pension plan are really small, the ones that they're talking about making. And yet uh, people have gone crazy over this. I can tell you that personally – Uh, I know something had to be done with the plans, uh, and it's not just my opinion. It's due to study. I'm on the board of a group called um, um, BIPS, uh, Bluegrass Institute for Public Policy Solutions, and we've had a position for a long time saying that uh, the plan had to be changed, that it was unsustainable. And yet, as is typical in the political uh, and 
24-hour news cycle uh, environment in which we find ourselves these days, um, they've made a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. So you you know of people that have some uh, opinions on this. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's just uh, there needs to be a solution. A solution needs to be put forth because, like you just said, it's, it's not sustainable. And, um, of course, people don't like change. And um, no, they don't. Uh, and they also don't like. No one likes to be corrected or, or being called out on things that have happened in the past. I mean, I think this has been going on. Someone told me that it had been going on since the Martha Lane Collins era. Um, and well, what happened it was they put too much benefits into the plans without supporting them with money behind it. Right. It'd be just yep. like if you were funding an IRA and saying. Based on my level of funding, I'll be able to take out a thousand dollars a month uh, because I know I'm putting in enough money. Well, it'd be just like if you didn't change the funding amount and said, you know, now I'm going to change it to twelve hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and that small change can produce a huge shortfall over a long period of time. Uh, especially if you're pricing in on, on the actuarial tables that you're going to get X return yeah. and it comes in lower than that, then you're backing yourself even uh, uh, more into a corner. Farther into a corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from from what I've read, the the this hybrid plan that they're putting together, they're, they're still going to have – there's not going to be a guaranteed rate of return on whatever money's being put in there. But they're still going to guarantee from the the loss. You know, there's not going to be a loss in the it's hybrid like an plan. Index annuity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like an index annuity. Um, initially, they're going to have a, a minimum guarantee that it was going to go up, um, and you pay you know an insurance premium basically uh, on it. But but they're still guaranteeing no loss on this. Yeah. It, to me, I don't see how you could even do that. Yeah, uh, it's. But they're going to have to figure out how to raise this money. And, you know, either it's increasing a sales tax. Kentucky still has, what, 6%? Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been increased in a while. I mean, we have to figure out, are we going to tax tobacco? What, what are we going to do? We're already taxing the heck out of tobacco. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. That was but, the, the discussion at our table, dinner table last night, was how are you going to find this money? And, you know, unfortunately, the taxpayers are going to probably have to pay more. Yeah, I mean, it's real simple. You either have to cut mm-hmm. what you're paying out or raise more right. that you're bringing in. And how do you raise more? You increase taxes. taxes. Yeah. So, Adarsh, mm-hmm. your ideas on this? Well, I mean, I, I agree with what Mike and Christy said. You know, I mean, there there is a problem, and they, they need to find a solution, and it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, but th- this is not just, you know, with this pension this is a countrywide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many yeah. uh, uh, pension uh, plans around the country that that need to be uh, changed, or you know, have a more realistic sort of view, face the reality, and uh, and come up with solutions. Right. I think Arizona is also having uh, issues, and West Virginia already had has gone through some teacher strikes and whatnot. So we, yeah, it's very much affecting lots of states. There's a reason the private sector doesn't have. <laughs> pensions anymore because they're they're not sustainable you can't afford them too expensive yeah Yeah, they're way too expensive okay we will talk uh, a little bit about uh, some things happening in the market when we get back you are listening to the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap 
The news you want to know. I wasn't happy. Shake up his cabinet. The news you need to know. Russia coming out of Syria. Fatal shooting. Stay in the know. Better than being president, I was good at building. The Lord's resurrection. On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Market volatility. It seems like it's definitely with us these days. During times like this, it pays to know what your investment plan is. At Dupree Financial Group, we help retirement investors build dividend-producing portfolios from securities that pay dividends. If that's your plan as a retirement investor, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 or look at our website at DupreeFinancial.com and check us out on Facebook. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 right here on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Bible verse before I pushed along too farther. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. <clears throat> when you're trying to do the right thing, there will be people who will tell you you're wrong. It's just how, how it works. There's been a, a, a large increase in volatility. That's the thing that the term that we use in the industry to mean markets can also go down. Whenever somebody says volatility, it doesn't mean it, it, it means markets can go down. And uh, there's been an increase in volatility since the stock market correction began in early February. This has been also an extremely volatile week. There definitely was volatility. Uh, you had the Dow drop 380 points as late day selling returns with a vengeance. Then the Dow was up. Uh, a record amount in one day. How can investors uh, take advantage of volatility and how can they mitigate volatility in their own portfolios? Adarsh. So it's important to keep in mind that, you know, when, when you're investing in the stock market, uh, there will be times when the market goes down. So, you know, that you have to be mentally prepared before you start investing. Uh 2016, 2017 were very unusual years where really we just saw the market move up gradually without any big swings. Uh, and uh, even early 2018, January was a great year. The market just rallied. It went up like 6 7% in, in a month. And then we've seen this big correction. So uh, on February 8th, the market bottomed from 
its all-time high, uh, it dropped 11.8% on an intraday basis and 10.2% on a closing basis. So there was a big drop in just eight trading sessions. Uh, so that really uh, scared people. But the reality is that, you know, when markets go up, markets also can go down. And when they go down, uh, it's, it's extremely uneasy but uh, it could also be a time when you uh, reevaluate your strategy and, you know, uh, uh, if you can take advantage uh, and buy more into that market because what that, when a market goes down and if you like certain companies or if, you know, if you're a long-term investor, all it means is that you're, you're able to buy into the market at a lower price than what it was uh, before. Um, so, A, you know, be mentally prepared that markets also can go down and B, once they go down, have a plan. You know, are you going to invest uh, more uh, funds or if you are in retirement, are you going to reinvest your dividends into this market? And, uh, you know, are, are you going to, if you can't do either, you know, are you going to be able to stay put and not panic and, uh, you know, stay the course? Uh, because the worst thing you can do is, panic and sell out at the wrong time, which we saw quite a bit of, you know, in 08, 09, when there was just absolute panic. But in hindsight, that turned out to be a great uh, right. buying opportunity. Right. And, and Mike, I know that we have kept some dry powder in, mm -hmm. in many of our accounts and have been doing the this exact thing. Uh, yes, we have. Um, so when you say dry powder, that's uh, can be cash uh, or or bonds, short-term bond funds, which are actually the only funds that we use. Everything else are individual securities. Um, but it's 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 interesting because we're, we're not uh, market timers. We don't we don't play that game. We look, we have our opinions, but we don't invest based on that assumption. But when you're looking at fundamentals, the reason we had raised cash and dry powders because we we're looking at things, some things that we owned, that were way too expensive, and that's a good problem to have when you own the the, the, right. the thing. So we took some gains on some things um, and uh, raised some cash. Um, and like Adarsh was talking about, you know, in when the market goes down, like you said, right. uh, that's when you have the opportunity to buy things, good companies uh, that are cheaper, which means you're getting it at a higher yield uh, from a dividend perspective we, we just added a couple new ones yesterday we don't need to get into the details but uh, we felt like the market gave us a an opportunity and we went ahead and bought right right and nothing had, has you know changed with the companies uh it was just in a uh, an area that had sold off uh for one reason or another um and it pays a good dividend um so we, we were able to Buy. Now, we don't know. Um, we're not saying that we bought it at the low. You, know, it, it, you never know, but you're, you're getting yourself on the curve is what you're doing. And if it's, if it's a good company and you have the conviction in it and the research is telling you that it's a good company, then you have the opportunity, if it were to drop more, to add. And we left room in, in the portfolios where we could add to that position uh, if, if, if it presents itself. Adarsh, what what caused these big drops? Uh, you know, there's always a reason. What are what were some headline news items that caused these 
big drops in the market. Yeah, so uh, there were two main, uh, you know, I guess, events or trends. Uh, the first one, you know, in February, uh, the they came out with the wage report, which was for the month of January, where uh, wages increased by 3% uh, uh, on in aggregate. That's wages for um, what kind of workers? Uh, these are just non-farm uh, payroll. Yeah. Uh, so wages for, you know, service and uh, industries. Uh, so that indicated that uh, there was a shortage of uh, labor and, you know, wages were starting to move up, which is inflationary. So when wages go up, it, it impacts, you know, uh, it impacts prices uh, of other goods and services and it put puts pressure on profit margins of businesses. Uh, so when that happened, all of a sudden the market sort of switched, you know, the market was... For years, it's been worried about you know how we are in a deflationary environment right. and prices are going down, but that there was a flip where the market started thinking about inflation and future inflation and how prices were start going to go up. So we saw a sudden increase. Uh, the ten-year uh, Treasury closed the year at two point four two, and we saw it jump all the way to two point nine around there, a little higher than that. Close yield. To, That's the yield to maturity. Yes. So when when that happened, Treasury. that made the market drop, and then was there also low unemployment was announced? Also, was that at the end of January, right around there? Yes, and, and that's been a trend. trend Unemployment's right. been uh, declining. Uh, so that happened, and then the second reason, more recently, we've been hearing more about you know uh, tariffs and uh, uh, trade wars. You know uh, where. Uh, the U.S. imposes tariffs, which... So what is a trade war, and what would cause one to happen? So really, the greatest example of a trade war, we haven't had anything in, of that magnitude here in the last few decades, was in the early 1930s, they imposed uh, tariffs to fight the Great Depression. They were called the smooth Holly tariffs, where over 80,000 goods were... Uh, they increased tariffs on over 80,000 goods. So anything that was coming uh, from outside the country, there was a higher tariff in order to protect domestic industries. So what happened then is when the U.S. imposed those tariffs, U.S.'s trading partners retaliated and they started imposing tariffs also on American goods. Uh, so that led to uh, counter tariffs and everyone else imposing tariffs, everyone trying to protect their industries uh, and led to a chain reaction. And you know that's what a trade war is. In this case, uh, it's a much smaller magnitude. It's really certain countries. You know, a lot of other countries are exempt, so it's mostly ch Chinese steel uh, and aluminum. Um, and we've seen such tariffs. So when Ronald Reagan became president, he imposed tariffs on Japanese electronics. Uh, and then later, there were quotas imposed on Japanese automobiles in the 80s. And that did not impact. You know, we saw a long bull market in the 80s. Uh, and some, in hindsight, also argue that that ended up being a good move because that put pressure on the Japanese to, you know, play fair. And uh, now, uh, you know, the U.S. is trying to uh, make sure that China, which is the U.S.'s biggest trading partner, plays fair because there is a large trade deficit that the U.S. runs with China. So we'll, we'll know how this uh, you know, plays out. China has also retaliated and they've imposed tariffs on certain things. But last week there was news that now they are talking and they're trying to work it out. 
So th- there's no reason to believe that this is going to get blown out of proportion and, you know, we're going to have a big trade war. Consequently, when it, it appeared there was not going to be a trade war after all, the very next day the Dow Jones average shot right back up and pretty much regained a lot of its lost ground. <laughs> right, it, it did, yes. Earlier in the week. <laughs> right, which was amazing. And that was the day when the Dow made the biggest move it's ever made uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the number, not percentage-wise. Um, and since then, the day after that, we saw a drop again, and then the day after that, but that was primarily led by uh, tech stocks. Facebook has been in the news right. a lot because they've had, you know, uh, data... Uh, infringement. Uh, infringement issues. Uh, so Facebook stop, stock has dropped, and then Tesla, Tesla dropped quite a bit because one of their self-driving cars got into an accident. Uh, so... The the drop that we've seen recently in the last few over the last week has mostly been driven by tech, and uh, that's another thing we can talk about. You know how tech has become tech as a sector has become a, a huge portion of the S and P. Uh, so when tech stocks drop, that that has you know we we didn't see industrial stocks drop that much, but tech stock stocks dropped, and that made the index go down yeah. quite a bit. So stay with us. We will get more into how technology stocks make up such a large part of the uh, of the averages. When we come back, it is the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio six thirty WLAP. take a cold shower. Contact Don Howard Plumbing for a new water heater, a Bradford White 40 or 50 gallon 3 inch vent gas or electric with a 6 year warranty. Only $8.99. Call Don Howard Plumbing 405-0900 or online at donhowerplumbing.com. Don Howard, any hour. Wildcat fans love Genesis Diamonds. Hi, it's Tom Leach. You know why? Because Genesis Diamonds in Louisville is a jewelry store in a league of its own. They have it all. A mind-blowing selection of diamonds and engagement rings. Direct importer, no middleman prices on certified diamonds, a lifetime no-strings-attached warranty on any purchase, a stunning array of designer jewelry from all the top names, including Takori and Viraggio and dozens more, and in-store boutiques for the best names in Swiss timepieces, including Brightly, Omega, and Tag Heuer. I'm telling you, it's like shopping 30 ordinary jewelry stores at once. And that's why Genesis is the first and only official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. Nobody else even comes close. So before you settle for the ordinary, discover the extraordinary selection, value, and service you get by making the drive to Louisville. Genesis Diamonds, where Wildcat fans get engaged. 
on Shelbyville Road. Tell them Tom Leach sent you. EPA Chief Scott Pruitt under fire over a previous rental at a D.C. condo owned by the wife of a top energy lobbyist. Pruitt reportedly paid just $50 for the nights that he stayed. It's the latest fallout for cabinet members accused of ethics violations and lavish spending. The president at his Mar-a-Lago resort this weekend, ABC's Tara Palmieri is in West Palm Beach. A number of these cabinet secretaries who are actually called into the White House, according to our sources, and scolded for the fact that they haven't been paying attention to appearances. Remember, President Trump did run on a drain the swamp campaign motto. In Sacramento, California overnight, protests following the release of an independent autopsy report that found Stephen Clark was shot eight times in the back, side, and leg by officers two weeks ago in his grandmother's backyard. That contradicts police accounts he had taken a forward stance. And upset in the semifinals women's college ball, college basketball last night. That call made by ESPN, UConn is out. Michelle Franz and ABC News. As we kick off the first part of your Easter weekend, it's a pretty nice start to the holiday weekend. Some sunshine finally breaking out. It's breezy and mild as temperatures are climbing into the upper 50s and lower 60s. For tonight, clouds return to the forecast. Rain chance is set to increase as overnight lows drop off into the upper 30s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. The Eagles, live in concert. Performing over four decades of hits. Take it to the Rubberina, April 10th. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. The Eagles, Hotel California. The 40th Anniversary Deluxe Edition is available everywhere now. For more, check Eagles.com. Dang it, I knew we should have walked in. You still haven't gotten that window fixed? I'll stick my head through the sunburn. She can hear me that way. And this check engine light is still on? How long has that been on? I'd like a chicken salad and a triple cheeseburger. All these controls, maybe this will fix the window. Amco Transmission and Total Car Care. Winchester Road, South Broadway. I got the window down. Yeah, but you're choking me with the sunroof. <sighs> well, at least the check engine light is off. You'll want to share how you beat your personal record and tell about how you pressed on after hitting a wall to cross the finish line and pick up your medal at the Kentucky Derby Festival Mini Marathon and Marathon, presented by Humana, Saturday, April 28th. Whether 13.1 miles is your next challenge or if you're ready for a full marathon, you and your friends will be in good company as you pace through the Derby City and Churchill Downs. For full details, visit derbyfestivalmarathon.com. The stories you tell happen here. 630 WLAP. me back. Doobie Brothers. All right. You're back on the Tom Dupree Show where you get financial information that you don't get anywhere else. We were talking about um, the indexes. We were talking about how the Dow and the S&P 
and index-based investing has dominated uh, a lot of what's been done really in the past several years. Uh, more and more investing is being done according to indexes as opposed to individual research on certain companies. That's how we invest. We, we tend to do uh, individual uh, research, making us an active manager, whereas if you um, invest simply according to the index, you're a passive manager. So people tend to think of indexes as sort of generic things, but the fact is they can become very um, unbalanced in, in certain directions, depending upon how well certain sectors are doing, are doing, those sectors can become a much bigger piece of the index. And recently, the technology uh, area, especially the FANG stocks, uh, uh, Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, uh, Netflix, Google, uh, things like that, they have come to dominate um, indexing and in index-based investing, especially Amazon. Um, and so when those areas begin to pull back a little bit from being as overvalued, it can have an outsized uh, sort of a disproportionate effect on the index. Right. So, you know, when you take an index, so the S&P 500, that's the most uh, widely used index and invested in, in index. And when you deconstruct it, you know, it's got 500 stocks, but the index is what's known as a market cap weighted index, which means that companies that are larger uh, form uh, a bigger uh, percentage of the index. So, you know, we know that Amazon, Google, Facebook, all big companies, uh, they uh, are really a disproportionately larger percentage of the index as a result, uh, because of just how the index is constructed. So you might think that, okay, I'm investing in 500 stocks and it's all equally weighted and, you know, if they all go up, then the index goes up. But when you look at it, you know, the first five or six stocks may be like 20% of the index, you know, something ridiculous because they are so big in size. Um, so as a result, you know, when those... Uh, so the index effectively becomes those five stocks mainly plus a little bit of everything else. Right, exactly, yes. So when, when those stocks which, uh, you know, are, are the larger percentage, when they pull back, which is what we've been seeing, and here in the last few years, as you said, the index has been dominated by Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Apple, um, and they're all tech stocks. They're in the tech space, and we saw a pullback in tech stocks last week, uh, and as a result the entire index was brought down. So if you looked at some other companies, you know, which were non-tech, they didn't really do that much. But mm -hmm. tech stocks, in some cases, Facebook dropped 5% one day, Netflix dropped like 8 or 9% one day. Uh, and that brought down the entire index. So you think that you're not too concentrated when, when you're investing in an index, but there is a certain amount of concentration. Uh, we saw to uh, more concentration to a much larger degree in the late 90s when tech stocks formed an even larger percentage of the index. Um, and then when uh, the dot-com bubble burst, 
the index suffered as a result. What <clears throat> it's interesting. You look um, if you think back over the last two years, really since like March of of sixteen, um, you've seen a lot of times when the indexes have gone up. But if you if you dug in and looked at the the holdings inside of that index, they were kind of flat. Um, and now you're seeing the the inverse of that. You're seeing all this money that's poured into indexing, which, like you said, is market cap weighted. So it's 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 kind of propelled these already expensive stocks even higher. Right. And now you're seeing that turn around. And now you're seeing the sectors that in the past had maybe not gone up as much kind of hold up better. Right. Um, so you're, you're seeing the, the flip-flop of what's happened really the last year and a half. Right. How do you feel uh, that when you're talking to individuals um, about these kinds of things, what, what do they, how do they tend to look at this sort of thing? Because you're, you're talking to our clients on a regular basis. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, especially with um, – new clients or, or pe new people at, at first meetings, a lot of times they'll have a portfolio of uh, maybe index funds, which would be exchange traded funds or uh, open-ended mutual funds that are indexing, uh, or it could be actively managed mutual funds, but they're so large that they act like an index. Um, and th they've had good returns, you know, since the financial crisis. Um, but when you, if you take somebody's portfolio, many times there's a lot of overlap between the different funds or uh, different things that they own in the portfolio. So they already, let's say they have three mutual funds. A lot of those mutual funds will own the same things. So you're taking a an index that's more concentrated in tech, uh, but then they may also have other things that further concentrate that in a, a few positions. Um, so they're not, they don't even know how concentrated they are. Right. And, and that's, and that's, that's the, the issue. Um, you think you're diversified because you have these different holdings, um, and like, Hey, I have 400 different holdings in each one of these funds. I'm diversified. Well, you might not be. Uh, and <clears throat> that's why we think, uh, with the individual securities, we can actually have more diversification with less positions, uh, and actually have, uh, more diversification in the portfolio. Yeah. Not as many numbers, um, but you... you what That's you, uh, correlation. Correlation, exactly. All right. You've got here a, a, an article, Stocks May Already Be in a Bear Market. Here's how long it could last. This is an article by Mark Hulbert, who is uh, kind of known as being a market prognosticator, a guy who... He publishes a, a digest, right. digest. Of, of different, uh, and he, he follows newsletters, you know, and, and right. looks at what their sentiment is. What is Mark saying, and, and why does it matter? So, you know, he's, he's not completely predicting that we are in a bear market, but the point that he makes is that even if we are, bear markets historically haven't been as bad as people assume. You know, uh, the assumption is that the bull market has lasted for, you know, going on nine years now, t almost 10 years soon. Uh, the assumption is that a bear market will also last as long. But he makes the point that historically bear markets have only lasted, I think he says, mm -hmm. about three years. Uh, and uh, 
you know, they tend to turn around soon and, you know, the bull market, uh, the next bull market begins again. So the main point is that, you know, even if we are, which we don't know yet, a bear market technically is a correction of over 20%. So far, we've only seen a 10% uh, drop in the stock market, which is what you would call a correction. Uh, even if the market drops further and we enter bear territory, Historically, they haven't lasted too long and they end up being great opportunities to, uh, you know, uh, buy into uh, and, you know, position yourself for the next uh, bull market. Um, one thing that he mentions is that uh, he looks at the Dow, uh, at Dow theory and Dow theory does not confirm that we are in a bear market because, and I don't know if you want to go into this, but it, it's basically a technical indicator uh, which uh, has been used for a long time, probably one of the oldest uh, indicators, which looks at both Dow Jones Index and the Dow Jones Utilities Index. And when both of them correct together uh, and uh, go down together and uh, you know uh, drop, then it creates uh, a sell signal in Dow Theory, which we haven't seen. Uh, right. Um. That is something that um, when you are in a bear market, if you're investing for dividends and you're investing for income, that can be a great opportunity. That's why we keep our dry powder, you know, keep the ability to invest in more of what we have uh, ready and at the, at the side. One of the things that... Uh, hasn't done real well uh, are oil stocks. You know, they, they're they off from their highs, and it's, it's something that we uh, keep an eye on because um, oil stocks have had to look forward to a time when there may not be oil, and some are looking at it in a way where they want to invest to actually double oil production over the next seven or eight years. Some are looking for ways to replace themselves. And it's interesting because um, you have this article here where Shell Oil wants to sell you electricity, is, is looking for uh, it becoming a, a generator of electricity. Uh, what's that all about? So, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, how for, for the longest time the, the fear was peak supply, you know, that we one couldn't have enough supply of oil and you know the world was going to run out of oil and that's changed now to peak demand where at what point do we move away from oil and you know everyone starts driving electric cars and uses you know other alternatives uh, so companies especially the major oil companies that have been in the business of producing oil for for decades they are positioning themselves for this new reality which is nowhere uh, you know near in there, there are predictions that might happen in three decades, four decades. No one knows. But these companies take a very long-term view. So they are, they are preparing for that and they are diversifying away from just crude oil into natural gas, renewables. Uh, and in the case of Royal Dutch Shell, they invested in an electric uh, car charging company. They've bought a utility. So they want to become... Uh, from a producer of oil and a refiner into a supplier of electricity. So they produce the natural gas. They've, they're a big player in natural gas. They bought BG uh, a couple of years ago. Um, 
to doing more value addition where they produce the natural gas, they have their own utility that generates electricity, and then they sell the electricity. So that's how they're trying to diversify. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. The pension reform bill is now on the governor's desk. We are abandoning that commitment. What happens next? Do your job. Don't talk about politics and teach the kids. What happens here. Many teachers feel powerless. This is a good compromise plan. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Market volatility. It seems like it's definitely with us these days. During times like this, it pays to know what your investment plan is. At the Prefinancial Group, we help retirement investors build dividend-producing portfolios from securities that pay dividends. If that's your plan as a retirement investor, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 or look at our website at deprefinancial.com and check us out on Facebook. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 right here on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Okay, one of the things that can affect markets is the inflation rate. Now, people tend to get confused. What What is inflation? It is the uh, relative price movement compared to a constant dollar figure. So, if... Um, a pair of shoes costs you $60 at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, it costs you $66 for that pair of shoes. Then there's been 10% inflation. And um, inflation is a, is a price phenomenon. It's also a monetary phenomenon. Uh, it can be taken a lot of different ways, but U.S. inflation has risen to the strongest level within a year. Now, what does that actually mean for for us? Right. So, in the inflation, uh, which, as you said, the the price level impacts the rate of interest, and the rate of interest is the cost of money. So, as you know, uh, we start seeing higher prices. Uh, we the cost of money also increases uh, because uh, that's that's the response of the market and eventually the central banks to put a lid on inflation. Um, so, as investors, uh, we keep track of interest rates because interest rates tend to impact profit margins of businesses. They impact, uh, you know. Uh, what happens in the bond market you know if interest rates go up then bond prices uh, pull back <clears throat> so we 
look at interest rates in order to position our investments. So, for example, we invest in REITs. REITs can be sensitive to interest rates. So if you think interest rates are going to real, go up. Real estate investment trusts, REITs. Right. Um, and then utilities, you know, another sector which can be sensitive to interest rates. So there are a number of businesses that can be more sensitive to interest rates than others. Some businesses, you know, commodities tend to do well in an environment when inflation's picking up. So we look at it in order to position our, our investments, not take too much interest rate risk if we are in an environment where interest rates are moving up. Uh, and also, you know, if there's a, a fear which is unjustified, you know, if the market thinks that, you know, inflation's going to go up, but, you know, that's not necessarily the case, then, you know, there could be opportunities to invest in things that are interest rate sensitive that have overreacted uh, and, you know, now they look uh, attractive again. So those are the reasons why. And, you know, interest rates at some point, when you look at a business cycle, business cycles usually f turn around when interest rates peak, you know. So as rates go up, business cycle turns around. And what I mean by business cycle is, you know, the period when, there's a lot of demand, you know, margins expand, businesses sell a lot, you know, profits grow. And then there's a contractionary period where, you know, business is not so great. And that coincides with what interest rates do. So it's another way, not to say that we are trying to time the market. We, we don't do that, but we look at these, uh, uh, I, I guess, signs of, you know, how much risk we should take and how we should uh, adjust our portfolio. So we we look at these re, these these factors because in an inflationary environment, yes, all these all these things are true from an investor standpoint, but from our client standpoint, their costs are going up as well. Um, so we have to position the portfolio in a way, hopefully, to keep our clients' income going up so that they can buy the same basket of goods that they could buy before. Because that's 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 the the bottom line. We're trying to keep a uh, uh, an income stream going to our clients that can support them in in the face of rising inflation. That's right, and we don't bet on growth, so we don't right. know if their securities are going to grow or not in any given environment in a in a down market in a bear market. And Christy was talking about how how do we know if we're in a bear market or not, or should we be concerned? That kind of thing. Sometimes certain things are in a bear market before other things, like REITs, for example, have been in a bear market. If there are right. many of them are down, and uh, some of them are as, down as much as thirty percent from their highs. Right. So uh, we've looked at the opportunity there to take advantage of of some things uh, and buy things on their on on the low end of what they're trading for an oil uh, went into a bear market in 2014 right yeah uh, when, when oil prices dropped so it's already been going through that uh, you compare that with technology uh, which possibly could just be entering that you, you, you never know uh, but it's possible right uh, yes right so you know i mean just just like inflation inflation is also uh, a very personal phenomenon you know uh, if you're older then your inflation could be completely different from mm. someone else who, you know, is not spending so much on healthcare or whatever. Mm. So, uh, uh, 
you know, I mean, people get caught up, you know, there's headlines that this is happening, that is happening, but at any given point, it's, there, there are so many different things happening um, and uh, different sectors perform well in certain periods and don't in others. That's why your investments are very personal also. And, you know, one of the things we do at Dupree Financial Group is we work with people who may or may not be anticipating retirement or who are anticipating they may or may not be in retirement and help them set up their investments in such a way that it will produce income to subsidize and, and help them live during their retirement period. Um, and that is a very personal thing with each person. Everybody's got a different um, bogey that they have to hit. You know, not, not everybody's the same. Right. Not not all of our clients are taking the, the income that's produced by the portfolio. They're not all taking that right. uh, as income because, you know, they they have they might have a pension or they might have a number of, or other income. Some of them might work part time. Um, so there, there's a lot. Of, like you said, everybody's different. It's very individualized. Um, uh, everybody's situation is different. And uh, we try to build the portfolio for that person's situation. Now, we'll probably use a lot of this, probably and do, use the same thing. We like what we like in the portfolio, but we will uh, adjust the mix a little bit for what the person's needs are. Yeah. And that's important because you need, you know, if you're if you're doing your retirement investing off a website or 800 number somebody that doesn't really know you that well um, you're not getting a personalized approach at our firm you are you're getting uh, every six months we want you to come in and and talk about uh, where how you're doing we're going to talk about how your money's doing you can call us at 800 um, well I'm sorry we, we have an 800 number, but we don't use it that much. 859-233-0400 or email us at info at com if you'd like to uh, have an appointment with us. A lot of what we're talking about today you will find on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, you can look us up there. Yes, you can. And then us also, if you have enjoyed listening to the Tom Dupree Show, our newest feature is that you can subscribe and listen to us on iTunes. There you go. We have a podcast that goes up. So this show will be posted on Monday. But if you have missed uh, our last shows or you just want to hear us more often, you can subscribe and listen to it when um, the Tom Dupree Show is convenient for you. So right. go to iTunes or your podcast and Google the Tom Dupree Show. So we appreciate you listening today. We hope uh, it's been informative. Well, I'm by, by all means, give us a call. 859-233-0400. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate your uh, participation. Uh, I was going to say go Cats, but go NCAA. Have a great weekend. <laughs>